Corporate to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you're very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. So it's the last episode of the season and I thought to myself, let's do something a little bit different. We have spoken to entrepreneurs with a huge community spirit and today I'm speaking with um, a community leader who has a huge entrepreneurial spirit. Last year, Dee Kelly Dooley found a Barbie on the beach in Bray and that Barbie helped not only her, but so many other people. Bray's Barbie became a bit of an institution and she's resting now down at the Harbour Bar in Bray. I hope you enjoy Dee Kelly Dooley's journey from corporate to camp. Hi Dee, how are you? I'm fantastic, Linda. How are you? I am great. How would you not be great? The sun is shining, the birds are tweeting, so it's absolutely fabulous. And uh, for everybody who can't see, Dee is in her garden here looking amazing in the sunshine. <laughs> I've got I've got nature's, uh, what do they call it? You know the, the thing that people will use, the ring light? I've nature's ring light. Yes, the, self- the, the sun the, is shining. <laughs> The selfie sticker or the selfie light in the sky, isn't that it? The sun. <laughs> tell, me, tell me a little bit about you. Me? Well, let me see. What would I say about me? Um, I am I am the eighth child of Frank and Teresa Kelly. I came right at the very end. I have a lot of older brothers and sisters who mind me. Uh, actually, I thought of in older years, I tend to mind them a bit more. But anyway... <laughs> But but uh, yeah, I had a lovely, lovely upbringing, lovely family. And uh, my parents, unfortunately, both died when I was in my 20s. So uh, my brothers and sisters became very much my sort of, you know, mommy and daddy for all sorts of eventualities that would come. But I grew up quick then, you know, yeah. and uh, I have done various jobs, various studying courses. I've lived in a couple of countries um, and i Back here, I'm originally from Host and Sutton, and I now live in Bray with my two children. And Bray is the my favourite place I've ever lived. So from one dark line to the other. That's it. I wave across, I hope, <laughs> like the prodigal daughter going, hello. <laughs> I miss and, you. <laughs> and normally at um, Corporate Cam, we're about careers. and But today we're going to talk about community spirit and community leaders. But before we do, tell me a bit about what you do about your career. Well, basically, my, my, my real job, <laughs> <laughs> my real job is I'm an SNA and I work with children uh, with uh, different abilities. And uh, I love that job. I've done that now for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I love a job where I feel like I'm making a difference and making an impact. And also my creativity can be tapped into. And um yeah, I've had many fantastic children come through my hands through the course of my career. I started in primary school as an SNA and then I went into secondary school and they're both amazing. It's like it's such fulfilling work. I've never been happier in the role that I do now. I'm just steeped, steeped with the the bonuses of of good feeling I get from it. Now, it is challenging. I won't say that it isn't challenging yes. because... Yes. 
there are children, you know, who, you know, who have very bad days and they can be very difficult and everything, um, you know, and, and struggle with their own sort of inner turmoils. But like, you know, it's still amazing. It's an amazing career. And I respect for all SLAs out there who just, who just really, it's, you have to love that job to do it. It's, it's a calling. It is a calling. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to be a nun when I was younger, but I changed my mind pretty quick on that. But uh, <laughs> this is the calling. This is the calling for me. But uh, yeah, no, working within a school environment is amazing with all the teachers and parents. And I'm in an educate together. So it's very rounded with yeah. very much involvement from all areas and multidisciplinary teams. And, you know, it's, it's very, I like being a team player. So that's basically, basically what it is. So tell me about your stumble into do I use the word influencer do I use the word I think I think I prefer community leader to be honest with you tell me how um I've done a brief introduction but I haven't given too much away tell me what happened to you on a beach last year in Bray that changed everybody's life forever (laughs) oh my god such a big intro such a little thing um listen it was it was the most bizarre thing ever and I don't know would you call it influencer I don't know it's not really because I wasn't trying to influence I was just trying to cheer people up a bit you know maybe community spirit community maybe community spirit um basically um the first lockdown in 2020 lockdown in March and schools everything was closed and I was just getting up and out and going for my walks within my two kilometers as everybody did love the sunrise doing that and uh I actually was walking on the beach at sunrise one morning and I came across this little Barbie doll that was washed up and I sort of positioned her around the place at sunrise and took a few photographs because I love photography and uh, I just took these pictures of her and I put her up on a local forum, Bray Open Forum, has anybody lost this little Barbie doll? Thinking the owner would come forward because we were in the two kilometre zone, you know, but they didn't come forward. And I had put her, I told, I said I'd put her outside Finby's and about four days later I went back and she was still there, all falling over to one side. And I just felt like, oh God, I better take you home. So I took her home and I just started having a bit of a laugh, taking a few photos of her around the place. And, uh, you know, she got her own little Instagram page, thanks to my daughter, who taught me how to do Instagram, because <laughs> I had a clue, Linda, well, like, very, you know. Very well, actually. She taught you very well, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, well, she got fed up with me asking a question. She said, look at YouTube, look at YouTube. <laughs> so you can imagine. But um, so then uh, basically she was she was gaining popularity Mm. and I thought okay well I'm not just going to keep taking pictures of a Barbie doll around the place in various poses so I thought how can she work how can she help our community and everybody was sort of slightly terrified about this pandemic in the beginning Mm. we didn't know what was going to happen it was very scary so I started doing humorous posts with her but then I also started going to local businesses that suddenly had to do takeaway suddenly didn't have people you know click and collect everybody was a bit nervous you know so charities found it really hard to raise funds because Mm. their cycle trips had been cancelled and their walks and all of these things that charities depend on. So um, I started opposing her around the place in different businesses and uh, just giving them a shout out. And she ended up getting like thousands of followers. So it became really busy, Linda, you know, yeah. and uh, she became quite the darling of Bray. Like they were calling for her to be mayor and... <laughs> 
<laughs> and lead the St. Patrick's Day Parade. But she did help. She helped uh, a lot of the charities in Bray. She helped um, Bray Area Rough Sleepers. She went out for a night with them with her little custom-made yellow high-vis jacket. And she helped uh, Purple House Cancer Support. They were doing a cycle. And she helped... Um, uh, Wicklow dementia and lots of things and I'd get requests can Brace Barbie come you know and help yeah. us with this and I'd come and I'd do a post yeah. and you know always with humorous and then I found there was a connection from the people who couldn't get home yes. like people who were in the UK or in America or in Australia they were writing messages saying to me like this is like the best thing we feel like we're connected to the home every day we come on and we see what she's been up to and we see all the places she's been like she promoted about between oh, well over 100 maybe 200 businesses in the she town did. yeah yeah um and a lot of the charities and yeah just good causes and so she also went on staycations so people actually <laughs> people actually took her away with them down on their holidays down to Cork or Carlo or whatever I'm like great that's a break for me and then they'd send me the pictures and I'd sort of like so I was trying to promote the staycation within Ireland as well yeah, so yeah. it actually got quite big I, and so and, you know so Bray's Barbie as she's known uh, on Instagram and Facebook um, yeah became like a little local community ambassador and um, and then I suppose really the most rewarding and shocking thing that happened about Linda was you know, people really did notice this and I was just happy to have something to keep me yeah. busy during lockdown. It got me that's, up out of bed. And, that's what I was going to say. What did she do for you? She actually, uh, she, you know, I found her and, you know, I helped the community and I put smiles in people's faces, but she actually gave me something to do. Yeah. Um, basically, for me, uh, she kept me so distracted that the lockdown you know, it was tough for me as well. As much as I was promoting Bray and everything, I my actual relationship uh, broke up during lockdown, you know, um, because I suppose a chasm had fall, formed and we realised that we were two very different people. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we were very much, the pandemic affected us so differently that it shone, you know, a highlight on our relationship. And it was something that we just, you know, couldn't come back from. So I was quite heartbroken, actually, mm -hmm. during most of the pandemic and uh, so this little doll had me distracted yeah. and helping others and I'm very much about giving is living you know very much you know I'm I try and keep my karma banks full and I try and enrich, enrich other people's karma banks you know and the town actually Linda like I really I love Grey and I love its quirkiness. They completely got on board with her. Yeah. Completely. I mean, this Barbie doll went to Joanne's Wonderful World of Waxing and Joanne waxed a Barbie doll, yeah. you know. And it's like Amy put hair extensions in this Barbie doll's hair. So, like, people just, just got with it. They got with it. And that's the beautiful, quirky underbelly of Bray and community spirit. And um, the Bray Chamber of Commerce, they do Endeavour Awards every year, you know. And they ask the town to vote on who they think should receive an Endeavour Award. And lo and behold, I thought they said to me, oh, could, could Brace Barbie come and present one of these Endeavour Awards? And I went, yeah. So I got her all little dress made for her, a little sash. And I thought, this is great fun. And when I got there, they actually said to me, well, actually, no, Dee, it's, um, it's, she's not presenting an award. We're actually giving you an award. Aww. Oh, lip trembling stuff. I yeah. was just so emotional about that, you know. And uh, yeah, I just, and I suppose people say, why did you do it? Why did you do it? I, I have no idea really why I did it. It just sort of, 
it just manifests. You just listen to the universe and it gives you these little hints and you got to say, right, well, let's see where destiny is going to fling me because I'm a real flinger to destiny to see where I end up. And yeah. tell me about her um, exit. Well, not exact exit from public life, but um, she, she's ended up in quite a prestigious little uh, place of her own. She has. And I tell you, I was I was like, I really gave it a good year. I gave it some, yeah. but there was a lot of work involved. Yeah. And when I went back to school, you know, um, you know, obviously that's my main career, my main passion. So I found I was really, you know, I was still getting messages. I still get messages in. Can she come here and there? And she'll still do environmental yeah. causes and good causes and pop out for things like that. But, but um, she I was feeling real guilty because so many people were sending me messages about can't wait to meet her when I get home and, you know, eventually. And I thought, I can't. I retired her and I thought, I can't just I can't just put her in a drawer. I can't, you know. So I thought, oh, what do I do? So I was really grappling with this. And I'd made some videos of like like a pandemic time capsule that seen through the eyes of a Barbie doll and. And I met John Duggan from uh, Martello. He owns a few businesses in Bray. And and I said this to him and I'd showed him one of the pandemic time videos of Bray through the eyes of a Barbie doll. And he went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Oh, God. She can't go in a drawer. No, 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 no. She's going into the Hall of Fame in the Harbour Bar. I can imagine imagine John (laughs) saying that. She's not going away. (laughs) I know. So so she's actually in the Harbour Bar in a beautiful diorama, which is like a mini version of the bar, you know. And uh, she's there and she's up by the Pope wall upstairs. And people send me selfies of them with her. And she's her little... I'm one. I know. I saw yours, Linda. It was brilliant. <laughs> so, um, so that's where she is, and you know, um, and I'm so happy about that that she has. And I suppose if if I was to really say why I did it all and why I put so much time into it, I suppose it was a little bit of legacy. You know, yeah. I yeah. like I always wanted to write a book or something like that, but I've kind of stopped fooling myself. I'm not a book writer. You know, I'm, I'm a creative quirky ideas photography type woman you know so um to have that little bit of legacy of her in her little home in her little bar upstairs yeah. in the harbour bar for for when I'm even dead and gone and my grandchildren will come in and say that our granny did her yeah. <laughs> our granny did that and, and, That's, and you know and literally in the in the bar that everybody knows her name Literally, they made a big deal about her arriving there. They made a video there and I'm still giggling about it, but they are great and, and the staff are great you know, and they love having her there because she spent a lot of time there. <laughs> that sounds very touchy. She did. She likes the Harbour Bar. She does. she does. I think she might be a bit of a lush day now, to be honest with you. Uh, yes. Well, there was a few cocktails last summer when the <laughs> lockdown eased and she went on a big promotional rant, you know, plenty of lovely places to eat and... We so. talked about your photography and mm. um, is that your passion? As I know that we've spoken about your work and everything like that, but um, your photography account is just stunning. Tell me about that and, and, and how that has helped you over the past 18 months and, and, and beyond. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, my Instagram, again, all new to Instagram, my Instagram page is dkellydooley. And through taking photographs of Braze Barbie, uh, I just, um, I've always known I've had a bit of an eye. People have said it to me, yeah. but I never sort of, you know, brought everything together to have a place where you would see 
you know, this eye coming mm-hmm. out of photography. So I basically, um, during lockdown, it was great. We couldn't spend any money anywhere. So I saved, I bought myself a decent camera. <laughs> Need, needs must. Positivity, and looking at the yeah, right side. Yeah, so needs must. And uh, um, I just started taking some photographs. And I mean, I don't know where that's going to go. I'm just listening to the hints, the universe, the manifestation, whatever. But it is a great creative outlet. And I take a picture and I get excited about it. Yeah. And I see something and I just need to photograph it and it, it's a passion now I'm an amateur photographer of course um but it's a fabulous um it's going to be I, something's going to happen about it Linda I'm not yeah. sure what but yeah. but at the moment I'm still learning but I'm really enjoying it and it's definitely a, a really positive creative outlet you know outlay for me and uh, so I'm excited you know so if anybody likes any of the pictures they see I'd be more than happy to send you a copy which I feel really weird even saying that. No, like, not at all. But do you but think I, that Barbie helped you with the confidence to, you know, to share your work and everything? Yeah, she did. She did. And also, you know, sort of like I, you know, when I'd have her out and about, I'd see something and I'd photograph it. So I sort of ran the two pages mm. at the same time. And, uh, and you know, taking just photographs is, is that's for me in a way. That's yeah. for my creative outlet so that page was an expression of things I saw noticing the little things yeah. and but I'd I'd sort of have her as well and I'd be photographing her doing crazy little antics or with someone or you know that sort of thing so the two started to divide and split into two different things and whereas I can keep my photography page up and see how that develops mm-hmm. I couldn't really keep um Bray's Barbie up and I, I sort of felt like it's good to leave the stage with people wanting more. Um, And also I think because she was such a little ray of light during the pandemic for so many people, I think it was like the ultimate thing to retire when people sort of realized if she was still around, there'd still be a need for her. But like if Braze Barbie has retired from this, it's like a positivity thing. Like you're, you're all going to be grand now. This is easing. You know, this yeah. is going to go away. And so I need to go away as well. And that was the message from her. And I suppose that's we talked about um, your daughter teaching you how to use Instagram and you've developed mm. the two accounts and everything. And now the focus being on the photography account. And um, I, I suppose for me, it's so hard to switch off from technology and, you know, sharing and you've done so much. Do you find it difficult to switch off from the accounts or is it something that you've mastered? And would you have any advice to anybody if they can't switch off? Yeah, well, I did. Um, I, I mean, obviously, for the last few weeks now, I've been quite quiet, you know, yeah. because literally I've taken a break. Yeah. Um, but I still check in and everything. Uh, my advice is that if you want to sit down and watch a movie or something like that, put your phone in a different room. Yeah don't even have beside you because I would find if I had it beside me accidentally I'm almost on habit I'm picking it up and just looking at it and then suddenly there's some message and then you're suddenly goofed into it and then you've forgotten the plot of the movie you know so take that time to go out for a walk like I will go out for a walk now with just my camera and not my phone Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it is I physically find it the most helpful thing to physically separate myself from the phone yeah um and that's that's really that's the important thing because then you actually 
notice little things rather than looking at screens and stuff like that, you know? So, because yeah. um, it, it sucks you in, you see? Yeah. It's got this yeah. sucking in power, you know? And before you know it, you've lost an hour. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Do you think life has been simpler over the last 18 months? I think that a lot of people have definitely reevaluated their life. Mm-hmm. I know certainly I have. I mean, I spent the lockdown just sort of, you know, really quite working on myself. And not that I was a bad person anyway in the first place. But <laughs> like, well, maybe I was. Um, no, but I think just think that um, it really gave me time to listen to podcasts and to, you know, you know, work on my self-love and self-esteem mm-hmm. and, you know, what did I want? And, you know, what was I scared of, you know? And yeah. And it sort of gives you, uh, you know, a more grounding of yourself. And and I just, I really enjoyed that time to reflect on who I was. Now, not in a very deep, heavy sort of way, but just in a simple way of, you know, just getting self-esteem back up again, mm-hmm. getting confidence, realizing that, you know, you've done something good, realizing, you know, no, it's okay, Dee, you can take a bit of praise for that, you know, you know, this sort of thing, because... You know, essentially, I suppose I would have been quite a people pleaser, you know, so I was always very much putting other people's needs before my own. And in a way that is linked with uh, low self-esteem, you know what I mean? Whereas that and it's not about just saying oh, saying no, I haven't really got a problem with saying no, but it's it's the guilt of saying no as well then. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of balancing all of that and finding a happy medium. Um, I think people like all the people out walking I, I I for me now the pandemic I'm a as you would often ask people is it a glass half full or a glass half empty pandemic for me it was a glass half full because I met so many really a wonderful people in my community and I came out I felt like I was uh oh this is gonna sound corny but I felt like I was in a pupil type state uh during the pandemic and i was excited about coming out and i was going to just emerge like a butterfly and see what destiny had there for me and i felt really armed with you know a good sense of self that i could you know you know just do this and i was excited i didn't know what the future was going to hold for me i mean i've had a tough 10 years um i've you know i i left a marriage in uh um our relationship has been that I had to leave the marriage and I left it with um two children and then my two children became very ill mm-hmm. so uh they they had uh, some chronic illnesses and so a lot of my time was spent over the last few years minding them yeah. and getting them through you know the the, the stresses and the, the illnesses they had to deal with and uh, and they also are doing brilliant mm-hmm. and I just sort of I just didn't accept that they wouldn't be the best version of themselves they could after these this uh, time in their life. So it was very isolating when I first moved to Bray. And so I suppose for me, the lockdown didn't really um, bother me in an isolation point of view because I, mm. I often just was... I had to be near home all the time and I had to be able to get home within a few minutes in case, you know, somebody had a seizure or, you know, something else was happening. Yeah. So I was very much around. So knowing my community and being in around my community, I didn't feel the isolation that mm-hmm. some people would feel, mm-hmm. but it didn't mean to say that I hadn't got empathy for the people who did. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably going off on a bit of a tangent. No, there. no, no question. <laughs> that then what, yeah. what has been the best, Thing that you've done for you in the last couple of years then what 
the best thing for me that you, um, you that you've done for you not that anybody else has done that you've done for you again this is all about you see I'm very shy about talking what's good for me and really you know I don't know Linda okay. I don't know but I know because I couldn't categorize it I mean I've been extremely lucky like with life choices and decisions I've made and the best thing for me is that I made those choices and I made those decisions. And the best thing for me is that I never stopped having self-belief in the things that I saw down the road. I and, I only, and I only saw positivity down the road and I did not accept to see anything but that. And that's what it is. And whether it comes out like that or not, doesn't matter. Once you have a plan, I always had a plan. Once you have a plan, the plan could change. My favorite mantra is a truly happy person enjoys life on a detour. And when some big stumbling block would come <laughs> on the road, I'd say, all right, this is a detour. How do you change a flat tire? Whatever, <laughs> you know, I wonder why I'm going to be late to this thing now. And, I, and I'd sit and I'd think, I wonder why this happened, you know, and you'd see why it would happen, you know. Um, and it, at the time, things might seem disastrous. Yeah. But hang in there and just see, well, let's see where this leads me. And I've been so fortunate that those detours, as we say, have led me to a really content place and and I'm just sort of I try not to get too stressed about things and don't get me wrong I'm no saint everybody gets stressed absolutely uh, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt you know everybody cries they get high they get low but um no I'm very much about have a plan be adaptable that it's going to change try and enjoy life even when there's detours and mm-hmm. make your bed and make your bed in the morning I know, like make your bed in the morning. It, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Best advice ever, because I tell you, I'm not joking. You. you get up, you make your bed. If you're having a crap day, you're less likely to get back into it because you've just made it, you know. And then also when the house looks an absolute tip and you know you have to do housework and this, that and the other, and you walk into your bedroom, you think, that's not so bad. I'll go out for a walk. You know, honestly, making your bed is the best advice ever in the known universe. Tell you. Start from there. <laughs> I love no, I do. I think I, I I swear it's the most simplest advice, but it's the best thing you can ever do for yourself in the morning. Yeah. Um, tell me, is there any other projects in the pipeline for you? I know school will be back in a month, but have you any little and maybe you can't talk about them, but it'd be nice to let people know if there is something going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's Project D at the moment. I'm just going to see what 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 happens to D. You know, um, I mean, I have to honestly say, it's been good. It's been good over the last few weeks. Uh, I certainly, um, yeah. <laughs> well, now that'd be telling you. Okay, I'll be telling you. But you know, my project is I I decided to come out of lockdown uh, with having a relationship with myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. I decided this is it. I'm going to have the best relationship I can have with myself. I'm going to date myself. You know, which was scary for me because there's always I've always been going out with someone. You know, yeah, yeah. So, um, destiny, she's a devil. First yeah. gallop out of the paddock, and I meet a lovely person. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's that I about know, I know but so isn't it the contentment of knowing? yeah I think is it that the whole evolution that you're 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 happy you know you're saying that you're sad through lockdown but you emerge as this butterfly and then some well, people just are attracted to positive I know people. I know well butterfly that sounds like I'm bragging now but you know butterfly oh, actually no but it, 
But a butterfly actually can't see their own wings, so they don't know how lovely they are. Oh, you know? and you and you do. Well, no, I don't really. But like people keep telling me, I'm pretty you nice. <laughs> so, like, no, you just get on with it. But like, it is. It's all about just. You know, I mean, connecting with nature and like living by the sea and even the wind and the rain. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. I'd be out in all sorts of weather taking photographs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just having a purpose. I don't know my creative outlet. I never know. This might even lead to somebody, something, you know. Who knows, Linda? <laughs> well, Who one knows? question I ask everybody and you'll probably laugh at this could be like, Jesus, I think they all tell me something that not a lot of people know about you. Wow, there's so much. <laughs> I'm as quirky as the damned. Linda, I have done so much weird stuff. Like, I mean, I should have written a list. One thing, one thing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God, I did X Factor. Stop. <laughs> I did. You see, I'm all about, like, you know, just ah, things with things to do before you're 30. And then I go, ah, things to do before you're 40. Ah, things to do before you're 50. I'm 55 now, so I'm making a list for things to I do before it. you're 60. Um, but like it's it's like doing something that scares you a little bit every day. It's really good for the heart, you know. Now I don't mean bungee jumping off cliffs and things like, you know, geez, me hip and everything. No, not at all. No, but the very first season, uh <laughs> the very first season of X Factor uh came to Ireland and yeah. I I interviewed or I was in the the sort of crowd to get in and I got in and I did my two producer auditions and they said okay you're going to sing in front of Louis and Sharon and uh, Simon so I was like this is bad and of course you know you're already dreaming that's it I'm making my speech when I've won X Factor I was in my 20s like our 30s and I was thinking like this could be great crack and I, (laughs) I got in front of them now I can sing but like, I'm not going to be making any records any day soon, but I like to sing. So I don't care if I'm good or bad. I like to sing. And that's the other thing. Do what you like. It doesn't matter whether you can do sing or not. I hold a tune, as my mother would say. But um, so I got in front of them and uh, they said, um, Sharon said, oh, hello, Dee, what are you going to do for us today? <laughs> And I said, oh, I'm going to sing Amazing Grace. Because I thought it was like divine inspiration that I was even in front of these three. And this was like a song my mother loved. Oh, I couldn't sing it all at all. It was just shocking. Anyway, so I get up in front of the three of them. And suddenly my yesterday self was gone. And this absolute shaky yoke was in front of them, you know. So I went to sing it. And I go, open my mouth. And I go amazing grace and then as I went on it got worse and worse now they liked me they liked me because my personality we had great chat beforehand and they were there like oh you know she's gonna be great you know <laughs> and Miss Wibble came out of my voice so then I thought and do you know why it happened actually it happened because Simon Cowell said to me he said Amazing Grace. He said, that is one of my favourite songs, Dee. And that's when I lost it. All I could think of these beautiful, you know, Whitney Houston-esque people singing Amazing Grace to Simon Cowell. And here was Dee Dooley in her little skirt and top from Dublin singing Amazing Grace to Simon Cowell. And I thought, now I'm in trouble. And it came out like an awful wibble awful with it and you know I even, even tried to jazz it up and I could see them going oh sweet Jesus she's making it worse so I stopped and <clears throat> then they said their remarks you know and um, Sharon goes um, 
well, I'll start with Louis, you know, because he's Irish and I was yes. Irish. And he goes, it was pleasant, is what he said. <laughs> and then Sharon says, I didn't, I didn't really like your version D. <laughs> I was like, and then Simon turned around and he went, I think you should just go home and mind your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was, that's something not a lot of people know about me. And like, I get a laugh out of it now, but it was mortifying at the time. <laughs> As you say, do something that scares you. Um, that's brilliant. I love that story. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think Brace Barbie was your corporate to cam? Um, well, she, well, you know what? She was definitely very corporate, you know, she, she, like she, I mean, apart from the whole quirky end of her, yeah. you know, she, she definitely was out there with the businesses and supporting them. And I got a taste of, you know, the intensity of uh, almost there was a responsibility to showcase this, you know, thing, but like it got so big, like this, she opened like flower shops like cut the ribbon and flirtique so there was a heavy responsibility with it but there was also a lot of calm with it too and there was a lot of positive vibes you know um with it so corporate no I know within my lifestyle and my life my limits and even though you know whether she could have become some national type little tourist Ireland little icon I was not prepared to go that route and to go into that corporate world of um, mass production of, of this. And so it was there and that moment. I chose Cam over corporate. And yes, she could have got bigger, but I chose Cam. And um, that morning that you picked her up on the beach um, essentially changed your life. What advice would you give to somebody who has an opportunity to change their life? I would say to them, um, I think look out for the signs. Mm -hmm. Wonder why something has presented it to, to you. Wonder why this has presented itself on your lap. And think about that. Then listen to your gut mm -hmm. and think, does this feel right? Does this feel like I should do this? And, you know, and, and I think then have a go as well. If it doesn't work out, you can always retract, uh, you know, with what you were going to do. Like something that's meant for you won't pass you by, mm -hmm. but you will miss it if you're not listening mm -hmm. to when it becomes obvious for you. And don't be scared. Like, as I said, do something that scares you every day. But I had an awful lot of responsibility within my life here with my children and everything. Mm -hmm. So I had to, it was all balance. It's all about balance. You know, just try not to hurt yourself or others along the journey. And, but definitely do the journey and don't be frightened of it. What's the worst that could happen? So every episode we have our either ors. And this week it's our quick, just a little quick fire for you. So okay. um, taking into consideration the past week that you, <laughs> gardening or painting a fence? Painting a fence. Ooh. But I also gardened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the instant transformation. Painting fences. Photography or Barbie? Which one? Uh, ah, she's my girl. I have to pick Barbie. But she was also photography. She was also the photography too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Brayhead or the beach? Brayhead. Coffee or tea? Coffee. 
lying in a hammock or sitting in a chair? Well, there's a hammock in the corner and I'm sitting on the chair. <laughs> Depends whether I'm drinking the glass of wine. It gets messy if you're sitting in a hammock. <laughs> um, copper or, and straw or catalyst? <sighs> well, catalyst, you know, what can I say? They get enough attention, so I'll pick copper and straw. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles or beer? Ooh, bubbles. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunrise. Yeah, but, but you know, sunrise because I live in Bray. Sunset because it's often a glass of wine involved in that. Gotta sound like an absolute glass of wine fiend. But you know what I mean? It's a relaxing time. If I could zoom over to the West Coast between sunrise and sunset, I'd, it would be perfect, you know? A book or a podcast? Um, uh, well, I sort of, yeah, sort of into the podcasts. Do you know why? Because, like, I need to walk and I find walking a bit boring sometimes, you know? And, but, you know, if you listen to a podcast, I walk twice as long, you know? So podcasts yeah. keep me fit. So, podcast. The Harbour or the Martello? The Harbour. Glass half full, glass half, half empty. Oh, lad, it's like full, 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 <laughs> brimming over. Get out of here. Stop with your half empty. Is, as full as you wanted to be. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just all good things will pass. Yeah, actually, do you know what I was thinking this morning? I was really excited about the 20s coming in because, you know, 100 years ago, we had the roaring 20s. That whole art deco thing is mm. my favorite style of stuff. And then I sort of thought, but they had Spanish flu before the roaring 20s. So the Roaring Twenties is going to take off. And when all this ends, we're going to have our next Roaring Twenties. And it's going to be the most amazing time. It's going to be, we fought the mighty dragon, you know. And I fight dragons all the time. And I thought, this one's a big dragon. We are going to have Roaring Twenties, Mark II. Hang in there, everybody. Keep the smile on your face. Good times are certainly coming. And they're going to be even better than the Roaring Twenties. So like, just keep that, keep that in your heart because it's going to happen because I've said so. I'm a great manifester for everyone. And, and if people <laughs> want to find you on Instagram, find your photography on Instagram, where can they find it or find Barbie on Instagram? Well, my Instagram page for photography is D, D-E-E, <laughs> Kelly Dooley. And my Braze Barbie page is Braze as in with the S, B-R-A-Y-S, Braze Barbie, because Barbie always belonged to Bray. I was just the keeper, so it's Bray's Barbie. And uh, and also Bray Barbie was a nail technician in Florida, so I couldn't have that name. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, you're welcome, Linda. It was just a joy sitting here in the sunshine chat to you. You're wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're so welcome. Bye, darling. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Camp podcast. Please subscribe leave a nice review, or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm.